What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 387th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and with me, Will is back, returned here. Where? When was the last time I was on this program? Was it like three weeks ago? No, it was two. You were just not here last week. Are you sure I was here the week before? Oh, that was the other program. Ugh, there's too many programs. <laughs> it's, it's too much. I'm on the internet too much. It's time to start cutting back. You guys are getting a, a wealth of Will Anderson, and and I don't get enough private time. <sighs> yes, Philadelphia. Much, I did my e- did my East Coast tour, so I I fulfilled my my quotient for having to be on the East Coast for at least another three months. So did back you? Uh, to did you miss it? Minnesota. Did I miss the East Coast? Yeah. Nah. Although I went, I got to go to Wingos. <laughs> oh, so. Wingos is good. Wingos is so good. I oh, what literally, is that? it's a restaurant where oh. they have wings. <laughs> but I had, for that dinner that night, I had the 10 wings, uh, French fries, and the fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which you know is an absolute is good too. treat. I gained five pounds on that trip to the East Coast. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Greg here, also no wingos, though? No, I didn't. Although I did go to the Lucky Cricket out at the West End and did have wings there. Thanks for inviting me. Lucky Cricket? Yeah, you were in the East Coast. Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) still would have appreciated the invite. Why? You weren't here. And we went and saw Frozen 2. Oh, no, thank you. See? <laughs> I know you. I didn't even invite you because I know you'd be like, nah, dog. And and I'm all like, I'm into the unknown. Off into Frozen 2. Look, I went into the Disney store with you. That's a huge True. request or whatever Are you could have stayed out with, um, with the Marines. Ooh, One ooh, of them was kind of cute, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, that one yeah. Marine was cute. Yeah, he was kind of cute. The real question is, did Will finish Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield? Oh, heck no. Heck no. I am <laughs> so stuck on Route 8. I, I can't find a way to level up my Pokemon, and it just seems like what? everything jumped from, like, 35 to 40 on Route 8. What, and like, is, what is the game we're playing? I feel like, well, one, the, the Pokemon community can never gr- agree on anything. That's very <laughs> true, but I would say more than half the community has gone over out of their way to say this game is too easy. Well, not for old Will. You are you not using your candies? Are you not using uh, candies? I have not used any candies. No, I have not I don't know what the candies are for. To level Use, up to level up. Well I didn't read that in the instruction manual. Oh hey. I'm sorry. There was no instruction <laughs> manual. Because you digitally downloaded You didn't and you didn't get an instruction manual? Mine clearly says to save the Master Ball for Firo or Tentacruel. These are rare oh, Pokemon. Professor Oak is the worst. The worst professor. Like, how is that even good advice? What is wrong with... Ugh. You gotta use the candy. See, the game lets you raid at any point, and raids are very enjoyable, Will. They're fun. Well, They're the best. Well, let's just say I didn't listen to last week's episode, but I'm sure I disagree with most everything <laughs> about raids being, quote, enjoyable, and then unquote. When you're, when you're done with the raids, you get the candy, and even though your Pokemon don't level up, you can use the candy to level up. Mm, mm, yum, 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 yum. Part of the problem, too, is that when I was, would finish raids, I just kept like going through that menu without actually looking at what it was trying to tell me, and then people were like, there's stuff on there. What did you get? And I'm like, I don't know. You get berries? Uh, you you get love berries? berries? You love berries, Will? 
I like you get farming berries. You get technical records, which are different than technical machines. That I I have noticed that now. They look like little vinyls and some little CDs. Yeah, it's retro. <laughs> so your Route 8, which is... The real is... game starts at 30. <laughs> your Route 8, is that... That's uh, that's after Piers' gym, or is that before Piers' gym? I don't know who Piers is, so okay, I'll so say right before. before. Got it. It's before... Because you just leave Hammer Town. Yeah, Hammerlock. No, Hammerlock. So, I, I'll tell you so, Route 8, because you're going to be able to tell it just from this description it's alone. That little, it's that little patch, and then you go under the bridge to the ruins. So, no, no. Route 8 is the ruins. Oh, well, But yeah. I, the way I was going to describe it as Route 8 is the very narrow shoots and ladders up and down path where yeah. there's a mm. billion girders, and you can't get by them, so you have to They're battle each and every yeah. one. Well, gee, if you battle them, your Pokemon will level. Except they're all too high level for my Pokemon, so they just keep killing me. So the girder part, I don't think we talked about this. The girder part on the show, I don't think anyone's talked about this. Joe from Sarah B. Oh, call out, call out. (laughs) Joe who thinks he knows everything. He doesn't Uh, know about (laughs) resetting RAM, does he? I'm friends with Joe. I always always give him a hard time. So I don't think anyone's really talked about this. There might be an article on Cerebi's website, although it's impossible to navigate that. <laughs> oh, oh, I need to stop burning snaps. Joe right now. So this is the, the girder part. I'm glad you brought this up, Will. Before we get to our news, uh, we have some Pokemon Go news. We have uh, a new anime to talk about. Uh, we have some gym leader stuff, and we have some holiday stuff in Pokemon Masters. But before we get there... This was the route where I realized quick balls don't work because the game does something weird based on your levels. And so I don't know if you noticed this, Will, but you've probably, I, I know you're a huge fan of Oddish and of a couple other Pokemon, and you probably noticed in the wild area or on other routes, some Pokemon are very hard to catch. Impossible to catch, some might say. Yes. And so when I was on Route 8 for the first time, uh, I, when I was playing through my game, I was like, I'm going to catch every Pokemon I can see on a route in like the 1% or the 2% I'll come back for when I beat the game. And at that point, I probably had 200, 300 quick balls because one of the guys in the wild area sells quick balls for Watts. Uh, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of Watts from raiding. I've experienced this earlier in the game where it was very frustrating to catch things like Oddish or Wobbuffet or even something like a Nicket. Uh, very early on and so i was like you know what i just don't care anymore i'm just going to quick ball things and move on with life and i noticed time after time again on that entire route my quick balls were failing and other people were like i've uh, this is really weird i've never had this problem and i was like well this this is something i've experienced before i don't think they nerfed quick ball so i spent over three hours testing this if your Pokemon that this is my scientific findings. I have it all recorded. You can look at it. I think we maybe lightly talked about this before, but my scientific recordings was that if your Pokemon is lower level than the Pokemon you're trying to catch, there is an artificial nerf that happens, which makes it hard to catch. And this is the first Pokemon game. I think that have has done this. And this makes oh, absolutely. This yeah. makes sense it because is absolutely I, yeah, yeah. noticeable. Yeah, this makes sense because I spent twenty plus regular Pokeballs on a level fourteen Oddish in the wild area, and I don't remember my level per se, but I know I was under leveled because you get to the wild area around level ten. 
I flipped my Pokemon around. I put a Pokemon higher level than the Girders and the Phalanx and the Lunatones that exist on Route 8. And I caught almost all of them instantly once I flipped my Pokemon. So I took this further and I went back to the wild area because I was like, maybe it's based on badges. And I sent out a level 20 Pokemon and I was quickballing everything in the wild area that was lower than 20. And then I switched my Pokemon to a level uh, 12 Pokemon. And I, then I went back to struggling with quick balls on like level 14 Cub Chews or level 16 Squovitz. And so I was like, okay, got to be really science here. In Pokemon games, the, the, the standard bird is always a 255 catch rate, which with a quick ball and a 255 catch rate is 100% catch rate. You can't fail it. So I'm going to assume, although I, I don't know, but I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure there's data on it, that, that Rookadee is the 255 Pokemon. So I went to Route 2. And I caught Rookadee very easily with Quick Ball. Everything else on that route with a Quick Ball. But those Pokemon on that route are between 4 and 6. So I went to the daycare. I bred a level 1 Krabby. I went back. Failed almost every Quick Ball I threw at a level 4 Rookadee with my level 1 Krabby. Outside the wild area, in the wild area, on, on Route 2, which everything is extremely easy to catch, on Route 8. Higher level, lower level, the game punishes you for being lower leveled. And this yes. has nothing to do with badges, because when I was testing this, I had all eight badges. I do know there are Pokemon in the wild area that you cannot catch because of badges. That, that's not what we're talking about. Overall, I think that is a good change. I think if a Pokemon is stronger than your team, it should be more difficult to catch. It does add to the concept of like, oh, I remember when I found, you know, this level 50 Conkeldur and it was very hard to catch and now it's on my team. That I think that does add to a story of catching Pokemon, but nowhere does the game ever tell you that and nowhere does other sites like Serebii or like Bulbapedia, as, lo- as far as I know, if, if somebody has a link, st- a link to that specific page, I would love to see it. Uh, no one talks about this. And I mean, I guess at a certain point, it doesn't matter. But you could, you know, after putting 200 hours into the game, you know, try to be, try to level up like a level 30 Pokemon and then realize like, oh, why are my quick balls suddenly not working? Um, but I don't know. That's my unscientific testing. I've, I felt like I, I proved my point when I was testing on, on stream. Well, I mean, I've had a similar experience to you. And especially after you mentioned it to me, I was like paying attention to it. And it's like, I would do things like I would try to catch a Pokemon with a Pokemon that was a lower level than the Pokemon I'm trying to catch and then switch to one that's a higher level and just see it's like, oh, that one, it jumped right out of the ball yeah. and that one it actually caught. Um, my other curiosity, which are a little, I, oh, welcome our amateur scientists to test, prove, and give me some data on this particular is um, the level ball does exist in the game. Which the level ball is supposed to be stronger the higher your level your Pokemon are versus the Pokemon you're trying to catch. So how is that impacted by the fact that the game makes basically every ball a level ball at this point in time? I don't think the Does balls it- get better when you're higher level. I think they just work normally. <laughs> yeah. So when you're lower level, there's an obvious change. But when you're higher level, it just acts like it should act. And a quick ball is like times five on turn one 
Uh, and then like a repeat ball is like 3.5 on any turn as long as it's registered. So what is a level ball? How does how does that so a level ball percentage is change based off your Pokemon's level compared to that Pokemon's level? And the higher your level is, the more it is able to catch it. Yes. Um. I don't know. I don't know where it tops out. No, it tops out at I believe eight times if your if your level is four times greater than that of the wild Pokemon. But that's a lot. Four times is a lot. So yeah, it would be like it would be twenty. You would be a hundred. Yeah, it's four times if you're be- between two and four times higher than the wild Pokemon. So that's the more common one. So it's not hard to be like three times or two times the level of something, and then it drops if you're only, uh, if you're only between two one time. You know, if you're the same level or not yet double, it's it's twice as good. And timer ball maxes out at four times, but only if it's more than ten turns. Yes, timer ball is the best. When it's been, I think, 40 turns? Like, it's at the best when it's at 40 No, turns. 40 is too many. They changed this in Gen 5. So in 3 and 4, it was best at 30 turns. You're right, Greg. After Gen 5, it got best at 10 turns. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because you only have 10 turns. I Maybe, well, it, on the 10th turn, it is times 4. But does the raid recognize that you would have to defeat the Pokemon on the 10th turn. Yes. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I do know, though, I did the ma- I did. I crunched some numbers. The repeat ball is slightly better than the dusk ball in raids. There's a catch calculator website and a calcu. It does the so if you go to the, the ball website, you can see like for timer ball, it's like turns plus 10 divided by 10, like times four or whatever like the pokeballs have these weird equations of how it calculates and that's that's based off the catch rate so in raids this is this is i didn't think we'd be talking about so much math (laughs) it's the math in uh let's let's assume you're doing a um non-promoted raid because promoted raids already get messy What, is that like Starbucks? Okay, yep. so promoted raids are anything that is artificially boosted right now and are outside the normal dens. So a promoted raid right now would be Snorlax, Butterfree, Sandaconda, Scorch, Corviknight, and Dreadnought. Those are all promoted. They are popping up more often than they should, and in dens they normally don't pop up. So in the overall wild area map, every Pokemon has their own den. For example, G-Max Charizard's Den is the one that is surrounded by all the rocks on Murder Alcove. Is it really called Murder Alcove? Uh, I don't remember. That just it's, seems it's so inappropriate like for a Dragon Pokemon Knight's game. Eye or something. I don't remember what that one is called. G-Max Garboder's Den is where Garboder spawns in the wild area. It's like either Garboder there, you, like you. That's it's like the down ramp to the bridge. I don't. Sandaconda's mm. normal yeah, yeah. G Max Den is in the Dusk Bowl, so it's in the it's yep. like the the top one, kind of tucked over in the Dusk Bowl. But you've probably noticed that G Max Sandaconda can kind of appear in any den, just like Butterfree uh, can appear in any den, just like Snorlax. So those are promoted. The question I, I've gotten this question a lot this last week because I guess people don't know that promoted raids are a thing. 
Uh, how do you know when a raid is promoted? Uh, a couple ways. You can go to Pokemon.com, <laughs> where they have said, like, hey, GMAX, Snorlax is everywhere. Uh, the Pokemon Twitter, uh, this web, uh, this podcast, uh, or I don't know. <laughs> there probably should be. There, well, there was something in game when you went to Wild Area News, doesn't it? Say, like, GMAX is, Snorlax is appearing more often. I swear it said that at one point, right? The only time I ever go to the wild area news is when I'm on an airplane and I'm, I have my <laughs> Wi-Fi turned off and I'm like, well, that didn't work. Okay, next. Promoted Pokemon are not are hard to, harder to catch because they spawn more often. So we're not for this math example, we're not talking about promoted Pokemon, <laughs> but we can talk about. Uh, let's say we found Al- uh, Gmax Alcremy uh, Alcremy um, that den is specifically across from the daycare so if you're standing at the daycare and you're you got your back turned to the breeder and you look straight and you ride your bike straight once you hit the end of the the wild area that's that den is alcremi's den and if this is this is the other weird thing the game technically you could say it punishes you for playing with real people or maybe it's punishing you for playing with martin Ugh. When when you're doing a non-promoted G-Max raid, you as the host has a have a higher catch rate than the guests do. But if you're playing offline locally, and that was a G-Max Alcremi raid, you would have a hundred percent catch rate as the host. Who's Martin? Martin is the guy with the soul oh rock. My. <laughs> Oh my God! Who's Martin? They have names. Uh, they yeah. have yeah, because because Ma- Martin will always throw out Sol Rock. The little it's always. like the little toddler girl. She always has Magic Carp. There's like a business Japanese businessman. He always has like I think sock. I'm I'm not at this level yet. I have the weird dancer woman who I don't know what she, I haven't paid attention to what she throws out. So any any raid that you're doing that is standard, not promoted at all, uh, is going to be 100% if you're playing offline. Any G-Max that is non-promoted, so non-promoted is, you know, Alcremi, Machamp, Colossal, Garboder, Kingler, it's going to be 100% catch rate. But again, you're playing with Martin and the other NPCs. Uh, if it's a special event, so something promoted, it's going to be the species catch rate. So I can't remember what Butterfree's catch rate is. I think it's like 65 or something. It's pretty high. And then if it's a, if it's a, oh, sorry, standard event would be promoted. So that would be like right now that would be regular Snorlax, not GMAX Snorlax. Because now that GMAX Snorlax is promoted, you will see regular Snorlaxes just like because Corviknight is technically promoted right now. You will probably see non-GMAX Corviknights, Rookadees, Corvusquires, those are going to be uh, the species catch rate, whatever, you know, Snorlax is like, what, 35 or 40 or something. Uh, not when I say th- when I say three or 30 or 40 or 65 or 255, that's not percentage. That's just like a like three is like one percent. Uh, I think 65 is like 15 percent or something like that. Um, and then a G max event if you're doing solo. So this would be Snorl- G-Max, Snorlax, G-Max, Corviknight. That would be a base catch rate of 20, uh, which comes to, I want to say, about 9%. So about a 1 in 10 chance. I could be My numbers could be slightly off. 
I so th- this is this is the weird thing. I don't know which Pokemon has a base rate of twenty, but everyone's favorite Pokemon, Baskelin, has a base catch rate of twenty-five. <laughs> so I used Baskelin for a lot of examples to do the math. So this gets us to the multiplayer stuff. Uh, so if you're doing multiplayer, so you're playing with one person or three other people doing raids, your catch rate for any standard Pokemon is going to be 100%. So that would, if you find a Reuniclus, if you find a Basculin, if you find a Excadrill, if you find a, I was going to say Floet, but Floet's not in the game. (laughs) Your catch rate as as the host is 100%, and then the players you're playing with is the species catch rate. So however hard Excadrill is to catch, that's you know what they're going to have as a catch rate. If it's a Gigantamax Pokemon, not promoted, so this is going to be Alcremi, G-Max Alcremi, G-Max Kingler, your base rate is going to be 20, which is around 10%. Granted, you're using a Pokeball. And then uh, for everyone else, it's going to be a base catch rate of 3. That is the same catch rate as legendary Pokemon, Mewtwo, uh, Tapu Koko, I can't remember what else is three. Uh, like, literally every wormhole Pokemon. That does not count for, like, somebody's going to be like, but Necrozma but, was really easy but. to catch. Or what about those don't count. Like, Necrozma's catch rate is, like, 255 after you, you murdered its ultra form and then it crashed into the ground. Uh, uh, Eternatus is 100% catch rate. I don't know what Zacian Zamazenta is. I think I think they're a little bit higher. But, like, most legendary Pokemon post-game have a catch rate of 3%. For you as the host, if you find G-Max Alcremi, this sucks, but do it solo if you want to guarantee you're going to catch it. Uh, If you want to share it, you are hurting your own chance of catching it. But also, this is what I will say, if you're G-Max happy, they're all going to rotate. Look, they've already promoted, like, seven of them, right? And they're there, and and a lot of things are happening on January fifteenth. Specifically, all of these promoted ones are ending January fifteenth. There's only thirty G Max Pokemon. They're going to rotate more in. So, I'm I'm swimming in all of these promoted ones right now. They're everywhere. So, if you do find a one percent, if you're really looking for Alcremi G Max, I don't fault you for not sharing it to ensure your hundred percent catch rate. Especially if you want to use a Beast Ball on it or a Love Ball on it. But I am sure there will be a point where the one you are looking for will be promoted. So speaking of promoted, if it is promoted, like G-Max, Snorlax, and you're playing with other people, your catch rate, still 20. And other people's catch rate, still 3. So there you go. I want to say thank you because you have given me back the experience of my youth of showing up for a college course, not having done the required (laughs) readings for that day. And therefore, not understanding anything that the professor just went through. <laughs> I, I know there were words in there that I understand, and yet putting it all together in my head, well, that's, I guess I'll have to do the readings tonight. Okay, so like non-promoted, the, the heart... Uh, uh, trust me, <laughs> saying the words more and more isn't going to make this any better. I'm still trying to figure out how a repeat ball is supposed to be better if it's a Pokemon I haven't caught yet because it's too hard to catch. No, no, a repeat, a repeat ball is not better if you haven't caught the Pokemon. But a, like, if 
if it's a GMAX Machamp and you already have a Machamp registered, the repeat ball will work. Ah. Because yes. when you catch it, it's still, the Pokedex still registers it as a Machamp. So bringing up the base rate of like catch rate three and a catch rate of 20 or a species catch rate, when I used the uh, Dragonfly Pokedex calculator, uh, which I've used many times before. It's just a calculator that you can type in the Pokemon's HP level, the Pokemon, what ball you're using, what level it is, how many Pokemon you have registered in your Pokedex, uh, if you've caught it before. You know, everything that it, it's pretty much a fancy version and simplified version of the calculator that determines if a Pokemon is going to be caught. By basing a Pokemon off a catch rate of three, you can simply just find a Mewtwo. So base rate base catch rate of three is a Mewtwo in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or in Fire Red and Leaf Green with full health. If you bring Mewtwo down to one HP, if you paralyze it, you put it to sleep, its catch rate will definitely go up. But I don't you don't have to do so a G Max Pokemon, once you defeat it, it it's Base catch rate is just three. So you don't have to worry about adjusting its HP or letting it know it's paralyzed. When you defeat it, that's when it registers the three. So it's it's ultimately the same as trying to catch a Mewtwo at full health, regardless of level. And so when you do the math and you pick the different Pokeballs, a Dusk Ball is like... This all sounds like trying to catch a Terrakion at the Mall yeah, of America. Oh, man, I'm and so mad. using a golden raspberry and getting an excellent throw, and the dang-on thing still jumps out of the ball uh well what we is it like two. golden raspberry curveball on a tracking is like excellent, excellent is yeah. like golden 20 six percent or something like that i still didn't catch it yeah it's rude okay so a mewtwo with a hundred percent health with no status condition if you're just chucking premier balls at it or pokeballs is a 1.567 catch rate so a mewtwo with a dusk ball in a cave is a 3.571% catch rate. So this would be the same as a Gigantamax Pokemon if you are not the host. Now a repeat ball, if we have the Mewtwo, is a 4.01% catch rate. So going back, a Dusk Ball is 3.571, as long as it's in a cave, which we're counting dens as caves, or anytime after 8 p.m., and then a repeat ball, if you've technically had the Mewtwo registered, or in this case, if you have a Machamp registered, is a 4.01% catch rate. So in according to this calculator, which I have trusted <laughs> for how, whenever I discovered this website, I don't know, like five years ago, the repeat ball is the best possible ball you can use in a G-Max raid. Uh, and just for for other Pokeballs, an Ultra Ball would be 2.635. A Beast Ball would be 0. .279. <laughs> don't, use, don't use your Beast Ball. Nobody is left after this part. If, I mean, I'm already on Cerebi's website just clicking through the adventure calendar. And you wait, you also, you only get one Beast Ball in the entire game, right? Or can you get multiple beast balls? I don't know if you can get multiple. Uh, the champ, if you do the champion cup over and over again, you have a chance of getting. I know friend balls and love balls. Um, yeah, you can get some of them back. Super, it's a super slim chance. 
That smells like the repeat ball is not good. What? Orange and yellow? No. Yeah. No. It's awful. <sighs> Luxury ball, number one. Lux- Love yeah, ball, absolutely. number two. Netball, okay. But honestly, dive I just ball, feel like... Dive ball is really rising to my favorite Pokeball. Now, now I feel it's like you're in that college course and it's the days when we used to have um, chalkboards and the professor just filled up the chalkboard with all kinds of mathematical equations (laughs) and numbers and everything. And then he says, well, and this is all the proof that repeat ball is the best ball for using in max raids. And you're like, I came into the classroom already knowing that I didn't need to see you scribble on a chalkboard for half an hour to figure (laughs) that one out. Sure. Sure. Well, too long. Didn't read repeat ball is best in raid. Yes. As so long as you have the Pokemon registered. Skip to this point. Okay. The other question I've gotten a lot of recently was, why do you keep how, doing wait, raids? Wait, how do I tell if my Butterfree is a G-Max Butterfree by looking at it? Is there a way? Yes. Yeah, there's a little X uh, between yep. the Pokeball and the name. Ah. Hold on, i got to run out to the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would have known when you caught it. I was a little sleepy when that was happening, oh. so I don't remember. It was the giant, beautiful wings. Trust me, lost on me. So I was, <laughs> I was, I was doing raids the other night. You know, I was knocking out some Diggersbys, knocking out some uh, Diggersby though, vib- vib- Vibravas. Doing those raids, I'm locked out of, and it's always like Steve's doing raids. Why don't you join him? And I'm like, I'd like to, but I guess I'm not allowed into you that. You gotta be in the stream, club. and then you get the code. I can do one thing at a time. <laughs> and, Either play Pokemon or watch a stream. <laughs> uh, and somebody, uh, I've gotten this question a lot of like, why are you doing the raids if you already have the Pokemon? So a couple things. For the sweet, sweet candies. Mostly because the rewards are so good. And Greg and Fabulous I definitely prizes. talked about this. Yes. Uh, but secondly, that's the only way to get hidden ability Pokemon. So if you want hidden ability uh, Flygon or Hidden Ability Zarina or what? Zarina does not have Hidden Ability. That's a bad example. Hidden Ability Charizard or Hidden Ability Diggersby. The only way to get Hidden Ability is from raids. Now, of course, you could once you have the Hidden Ability, you can breed your your off your spawn and spawn of babies and give those to people. Sure, but uh, you can't get that just by catching Pokemon in the wild wild area or in the game. Uh, the other thing to do, I just I don't know, they're fun. I agree. I just think they're 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 fun things to do. Sometimes they go terribly wrong where you bring in yeah. a Rotom that only has one move and it's discharge and you picked the wrong Rotom and you knock out your own team. <laughs> uh, I just wish Who did that, that Steve? Not me. The o- the only thing I would wish for with raids is that they would have like five, just five different opening animations and not the same opening i i don't spend that much time on my knee to stand up for my <laughs> knee and smirk at my wrist at my not apple watch you attitude. change your outfit then it's a different animation because you look at your shoes first you have, and then you you're like clothes. oh yeah i put yeah. on that different pants oh look at that cramorant sweater shoes. i'm wearing i don't wear shoes is this so. why you don't like galler because there's no sh- you have to wear shoes will yes yes exactly can't, there's not even sandals hey, in the game. They've got socks. They have more socks than Pokemon Go. That is for sure. Very true. More socks than yeah, Pogo. Where's the Where's the bring back sandals? Hashtag. <sighs> Speaking of Pokemon Go, let's jump into oh. our news. 
I played Pokemon Go today. Yeah, we did. Speaking of Pokemon Go, let's take a break. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had math class for an we hour. We had math class for an hour, and then uh, there's some Pokemon Go. This is the end of the Pokemon Go stuff. I don't think they're doing anything else the rest of the year here, but we have the rest of the year for you guys. So we will Can be. Can we talk about how we're going to definitely talk about how lame that 2019 thing was? Sure, sure. Uh, okay. We will be back after the break. Bip bop friend time. 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 Community note, go battle league preview, <laughs> combat system update, legacy attacks, and more. Does that sound fun? This is off Niantic's website, PokemonGoLive.com. We're excited to share some more details about Go Battle League. This was the thing they announced, what, two months ago with just a graphic and nothing else besides coming soon. And you spent half an hour complaining about the graphic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I remember. I was yes. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, was I there? I don't remember. No, I probably it was blocked Brittany. you out. Still, oh, okay. still not a good graphic. Still the same graphic. Still the, uh, the Windows 98 grass and tree. Battles will take place in three leagues. Great Ultra Master League. However, only one league will be available at a time and will rotate throughout the season. This means in order to be the best, you will have to win all three formats. As you battle, as you win battles throughout the season, your rank will increase even as Go Battle League rotates between leagues. You start at rank 1, work your way up to rank 10. Once you reach a new rank, you cannot drop below for the rest of the season. Higher rank means better rewards. This is actually the same thing in... Um, Sword and Shield, there are ranks. Once you reach a rank like Great Ball or Ultra Ball, you can't drop down. If you didn't know, there are seasons in Sword and Shield, and the season ends, the first season ends uh, December 31st. Oh, is that mean I get my winter saws buck? Y- y- yes. Oh, sweet. But I'm, I'm so far behind. Oh, no. You got to rank up, Will. Once you reach rank 10, you will be bested with your battle ranking. Wins increase your battle ranking while loses cause it to drop. This is the same as Sword and Shield. Uh, You don't have an actual placement slash score until you get to Master Cup. And that will show you how good you are. You cannot use two or more of the same species on your team. Uh, They said that this is coming early 2020. They are updating the combat system. When two Pokemon use a charge attack at the same time, the Pokemon with the higher attack stat will go first because there is no speed stat in Pokemon Go. If two Pokemon have the same attack stat, a random Pokemon will go first. That's the same in Sword and Shield if there's a speed tie. Uh, Switching Pokemon now clears any changes to attack and defense stats. I guess it didn't do that before, uh, but now it does. That makes sense. They have updated some of the following attacks. 
Night Slash, Icy Wind, Hydro Cannon, Frustration and Return, Mud Slap, Sand, Tomb, Earthquake, Overheat, Draco Meteor, Psycho, Boost, Close Combat have all been updated. If you want to know what changes they are, PokemonGoLive.com has Do them the all listed here. We're done with Math Hour. They're adding some new attacks, such as Octazooka, Mirror Shot, Felstinger, Aura Sphere, and Superpower. Did you know that Oct- Octazuka has been around since Gen 2? I have. This is a move I have literally never heard of before. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's before Octillery, today. Octillery's signature move. Yeah. It was Octillery's signature yeah, move. Yeah, they always do that. They always give a Pokemon a signature move and then give it to everyone else Take the next game. No, there's only three other Pokemon that can learn Octazuka. So it's not that bad. Pokemon can learn more attacks. Uh, they added some more attacks that Pokemon can learn. For example, Stoutland can now learn Ice Fang. Kyogre can now learn Surf. Celebi can now learn Seed Bomb. There's a couple others here. And then finally, there were a bunch of moves in 2016 that were, that were called the Legacy Moves. Moves that Pokemon could no longer learn. This was a hot commodity at GoFest. Well, people yeah, wanted people wanted specific Pokemon with specific moves and now it is no longer a hot commodity. You guys can all... Your, your Pokemon can once again learn these moves. Arcanine can now learn Flamethrower once again. Polyrath with the Mud Shot. Machamp with the Cross Chop. Golem with the Ancient Power. Gengar. You better have that Gengar with Shadow Claw if you're doing that Mewtwo. Executor with the Confusion. Pinsir with the Fury Cutter. Gyarados... With two moves, Dragon Breath and Twister, Snorlax with the Body Slam, Dragonite with the Dragon Breath or Dragon Claw. I don't know if people, hardcore competitive people are happy about this or upset about this. I guarantee, like any change, they are upset about it. <laughs> oh wait, not the competitive people aren't upset about it. They're happy because they're getting these moves back that they needed for the things that they need to do. What the people who are unhappy are the collectors who went out of their way and made special trades to get Pokemon with these legacy yes. moves. And now those legacy moves, it's like reprinting a card in a TCG. And it's like, <laughs> I just spent $150 on a mana crypt. And look, in the next set, it's a common. Yeah. And its drop price is dropped down to $5. I'm That's not excited for it. I literally just spent $150 <laughs> on know, a mana crypt. I can't wait to get my new updated art version of it and be like, hey. Look what I got for 25 cents. Oh, you are horrible. And then you're going to look at me and you're going to cry those yes. sweet, bitter tears that I you love so correct. much. You are correct. So that's just like my Gengar with Shadow Claw. <laughs> Some more changes here. This is a gift from us to you, Pokemon Go's December events. We have six things here that they are doing for the end of the year. Number one, a challenging development. Before we get to the jolly announcements. <laughs> Before jolliness, you get challenged. <laughs> Before we get to the fun, start, fun stuff about our game. Remember Team Rocket Go? <laughs> they got more stuff to do. All right, so uh, a challenge development, a new special research line designed to help take down Team Rocket Go is available till the end of December. And if you defeat Giovanni this month, you will have a chance for Shadow Zapdos. Second thing here is eggs will be different starting on Monday, December 16th. The day this show goes up, you can expect different Pokemon hatching from eggs. Which ones will disappoint you? Moving on to number three. It doesn't say that, but in my head, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just basically, basically yeah. they're they're rotating what'll come out of the eggs, and they're like, who knows what's going to come out of these? <laughs> well, I'm sure a data miner knows what's going to come out of these eggs. Chancy is back. <laughs> it's just a bunch of garbage. Number three, I bought incubators again. Why? Because Why? I had the quest to like do seven eggs to get a Sinnoh stone, and I was like, I do want the Sinnoh stone, but I don't want to. You know how long it's going to take to hatch seven Alolan eggs with your free incubator? Well, you know what? I, My... It doesn't matter to me because you know what happened today? I finally completed the Spirit Tomb quest from this year. So, yeah, what is that? Three months late? Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I still have take pictures of five water types sitting in my quests for I don't know how long. My three quest slots were more valuable <laughs> than one taking up space for the next couple months. I'll spend the four dollars, I'll get my three incubators, and I'll just hatch them during community day today. And I did, and it was fine. Now I don't have that quest anymore. I feel good. Where are we? Oh, Verizian. So yeah, glides into five-star raids. The grassland Pokemon is coming to five-star raids. The grass and fighting type legendary has said to conf con confound opponents with its swift movements. So make sure you have your battle strategies ready. That's my favorite. Just pick a flying Pokemon. You'll be fine. Heck, I'm sure six Pidgeys can take out Verizian. That's all. It's, it's okay. Everyone's favorite, Lugia and Ho-Oh, returning Ugh. for a special raid weekend. The Fly, Psychic, and Flying Lugia and the Fire and Flying Ho-Oh will be available in raid battles Friday, December 20th to Monday, December 23rd. Verizian will still be available during this time. Oh, I didn't say. Verizian will start Tuesday, December 17th, will end January 7th. And now it's time for our holiday event. Pokemon Go's holiday event is back. Look forward to new Pokemon in costumes, ice-type Pokemon never before seen in Pokemon Go, and exclusive field research, winter-themed avatar items, and a blizzard full of bonuses. From Tuesday, December 24th to January 1st, Pikachu, Raichu, and Pichu. I don't know why Pichu was not listed first here. Wearing beanies and a Stantler wearing bells will appear in Pokemon Go for the first time. Pokemon appearing in the wild. Delightful ice-type Pokemon in the wild such as Sneasel, Delibird, Snowrunt, and more. Making its Pokemon Go debut. The stage is ready and lit. Finally, everyone's been screaming and clamoring. Cub Chew <laughs> is appearing. Give me that sweet snot. <laughs> I need me my snot, boy. I disagree. Pokemon appearing in eggs. Alolan Sandshrew, Alolan Vulpix, Pichu wearing beanies, and Stantler wearing bells will appear from 7K eggs. Pokemon appearing in raid battles. Raichu wearing beanies. Stantler wearing bells will appear in two-star raids. Pokemon attracted by Glacier Lure mod modules. Greg, they did it yes. again. They have figured but. out a way to get more money. You want Cryogonal? Cryogonal? Is that how you say Cryogonal. it? Cryogonal. Cryogonal. You want that yes. Pokemon? It's only spawning from a Glacier Lure module. <laughs> I mean, I have like three, so. It is making its Pokemon Go debut. Event exclusive field research. Enjoy event exclusive field research tasks that reward you for a chance 
to encounter Pokemon like Pichu, Pikachu wearing a beanie. What is the is the, is the the beanie's new, right? It's not the Santa it, it hat. It is new. This it is, is it's no Santa hat. It's uh it's do we like know a, what it looks like? It, yeah, it's like a blue and red and white ski cat. I don't know, it looks like a beanie oh. you would wear skiing. Oh, you mean like a toque? Yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. And if you're lucky, trainers, you may encounter a shiny Stantler wearing, yes. a, wearing bells and a shiny Snover. Wearing bells? No bells on Snover. Boo! Why isn't Snover wearing lights? It well, should have ornaments, look, true. Look, we saw, we found the shiny, we found the Stantler with bells last year and the, the hat Pikachu last year. I'm sure we'll see the. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere in the code it'll have you know next year's Christmas Pokemon. <laughs> I we don't know if the Pikachu with a hat can be shiny. Uh, we I guess we don't know if regular Stantler can be shiny. I would assume so if they're gonna go out of their way to make the Bell Stantler with the. I I don't know. Well, I guess we'll figure out within the first ten minutes of this event starting. Somebody will get it and then post it to Self Road. Not noted here. Already found by the data miner. Wurmple with a party hat. After this event is over, what? What? They did, they did it. They did it. They they listened. I'm sure people will complain that the party hat is not the right party hat. <laughs> when does Wimperl have a party hat? He had the party hat on during last year's graphic, the New Year graphic, where he was wearing the party hat. He was very. Doesn't he cute. have a little horn on his head, anyways? Well, then he has a hat now, guys. It's very cute. I'm happy about this. Be happy for Wimperl. No, Wurple's terrible. Oh my gosh! It's, Does his evolutions also have a hat? I doubt it. Oh. His evo- look, his evolutions don't deserve a hat. No <gasps> one cares about Silcoon and Kiscoon. <laughs> Beautifly is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta go through uh, your midlife crisis stage before you get there. You are not allowed to talk about midlife. Crisis. Can you see a Cascoon with a party hat? This is just yes. the ultimate of now. This is what I want. <laughs> Yes, I want to see grumpy sad, party grumpy hat. party hat. Open twice as many gifts each day. Uh, so from Tuesday, December 24th to January 1st, you can open 40 gifts instead of 20. You can carry te- 20 gifts instead of 10. And in order to hatch eggs more easily, trainers will receive one single-use incubator at no cost during the event by spinning a disc on a photo po- stop. Um, so that is uh, seven free incubators, which is actually technically only 2.3. Is they only last one. You get more transfer candy, and you get more catch candy, and you get more stardust, and you get more... Uh, there's a bunch of thing, things that rotate once once this event starts. But And finally, from Saturday, December 28th, from 11 to 7 in your local time zone, two-hour glur... M- Glacial Lur Glur. Glur is just Glacial Lur modules. Glur modules will last for two hours. Pokemon such as Lapras, Delibird, Cubchoo will spawn more during this time. Glaceon will know last resort if you evolve your Eevee. Regice will return to raids. And you will receive two additional raid passes during this time uh, on Saturday, December 28th. So there you go. Seems fine. Um, it's not cool that Cryogonal Cryogonal is behind a $2 paywall. But at the same time, 
one well, person could spend two dollars for everyone to yes i that yes. will be my christmas gift to the mall of america the next time i'm there <laughs> is it a christmas I, gift to mall of america or is it a christmas gift to neantic i mean i already have the didn't they give out free ones at one point yeah i mean i have one somewhere yeah they or did. one or two it's, it's not like i used it so the, i think this is better than the the like summer Thank you for a great summer event. It seems less money grabby. Yeah. I mean, it's less. Rosa is ready to celebrate the holiday seasons, Greg, in Pokemon Masters. And yes, I know. You're invited to join in on the fun. Rosa's Party is a new story event that finds the plucky Pokemon trainer preparing to throw a party for all of her friends. Fortunately, the legendary chef and fellow Pokemon trainer, Cybold, is on hand as well. Rosa and Delibird and Cybold and Octillery will appear in special seasonal outfits appearing uh, until December 31st. You can challenge Rosa and Delibird in co-op battles, which will give you the opportunity to obtain vouchers, which you can then exchange for great items. Mm. You can also obtain gems and vouchers through special missions in addition to a new story event. Five Star Rosa and Five Star Cybold can be scouted during the event and be permanently added to your team with the festive outfits. A special present will take place December 23rd until December 24th, where you can earn a thousand gems upon your first completion of the event. However, only trainers that have completed Chapter 5 of the main story can pay- take place in Rosa's party. In addition to this event, Rose's Party's special rally is now underway until December 25th, which you will attain evolution crystals and up to 3,900 gems, uh, which I think is 13 pulls. Be sure to check your game for further details. Still happening. They're trying. I mean, we They're saw this coming. We figured there would be seasonal outfits. I, you know, out of all the Pokemon trainers and masters, I wouldn't think Cybold would be the Christmas event. <laughs> I don't even know where, what is Cybold from? He is the... He is the Elite Four member from... Kalos. Uh, yeah, X and Y. Oh, so forgettable. He's, is it the, well, the Steel dude? Look, no, he's the water one. That's he's why he has Octillery. Oh. I think he opens with Clawlitzer. Claw <laughs> Clawitzer, Clawitzer, yes. Uh, And I think Uh, he also has a drag algae on his team. He is a chef and an artist, and so the shall I spoil the plotline of Rose's party? What is he going to make dinner for everybody? Yes. So Rosa wants to throw a party, and she's scouting chefs. So she scouts him, and then he's like, "Battle me to see what kind of dish we'll make." All Ah. right. And so then. For some reason, they change clothing. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why Rosa and Seibold <laughs> change clothing at that point. But then Mallow shows up, and she's like, hey, I heard you need a chef. And they're like, well, we have one. We got this dude who's got crayfish and octopus to eat. And she's like, oh, bummer. I can fight, too. Let me fight you to show you what kind of chef I can be. And then you fight her, and then you're all like, yeah, you could make dishes. We're going to stick with this guy, though. Thanks! Cybold, when you battle him in the Elite Four, there's a lot of... Look, I love X and Y. (laughs) I truly do. But everything story-related in that game is hot garbage. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Elite not Four being everything. one of them. Not everything. The, the nothing beats the AZ storyline. That that is the that's top that tier garbage. Lysander shooting a laser can in the air, also top tier garbage. The fact that they don't focus on any of the Elite Four, except for Malva, also kind of garbage. But Cybold has at least the start of good character, where he does pose an interesting question to the player, which is, would you consider, well, he considers, but he asks you, like, would you consider food to be an art form uh, because of how, like, fancy the dishes are and how you can prepare it and everything. And, you know, like, things in the real life exist, like seven-course meals and whatnot. Uh, but you eat that art form and it's gone, but you can still cherish and appreciate that. And then he compares that to Pokemon battles as, like, is a Pokemon battle an art form? Because, again, it doesn't last forever, like your food dish. And it, it, is, it is interesting. But that's literally the start and stop of Cybold's character. It makes more sense than the end of Sword and Shield. <laughs> no spoilers, please. I'm not. I'm just saying. What, the laser cannon or Cybold? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> the laser cannon was off. <laughs> it's very bad. Laser cannon was amazing. Long live laser cannon. <laughs> I mean, there was there would have been a definite end if that laser cannon went off. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Just end definite. me now, Lysander. Definite Just end, end me now. <laughs> Shoot me with that laser. Pew. <sighs> All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> uh, we have one more. We have two more articles. Uh, we saved the best for last, of course. Uh, we have some Jeopardy stuff, and we have a new anime to talk about. And then Will has. Pokemon of the Week, and we have our question of the week, so we will be right back. Uh, and we're just gonna, you know, set the burners, the, the, the back burners on the stove. We're gonna put it on low. We're gonna put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Here, here's my opinion. I don't think there is a single idiomatic expression in the entire English language that Steve can't get wrong. Well, you didn't like my stove analogy? We're gonna put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Here's my opinion. We're gonna put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Put our soup back there. Here's my opinion. We will put the topic on the back burner. That's all. We're gonna put our soup. This is off game spot. Dot com, not to be confused with GameStop. I'm confused. You lost me, but go on. Pokemon was a category on Jeopardy. How many would you have gotten right? All of them. Uh, did the December 9th episode of the longest-running TV game show, Jeopardy, featured a Pokemon-specific category? While every category is a Pokemon pun... In short, Pokemon is taking over Jeopardy, and that's pretty great. Sorry, I'm reading the article. Oh, I thought this was news, <laughs> not an opinion piece. The uh, Look, it's GameSpot. The show's Twitter account posted an image of the board on December 9th with the category names that were the following. Peak a choo choo Geo Dude. There was a <sighs> comma there. Odd hyphen ish slowpoke nine tails it was nine spelled out space tails 
And then finally, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally... This was not the first time uh, Pokemon was featured in Jeopardy in 2017. A video game category was the final Jeopardy. Well, the video video games was a final category in Jeopardy. And host Alex Trebek asked the question: the desire, the desire in his childhood to catch every insect inspired uh, Satoshi Tarjiri to create this 1996 game. The correct answer was Pokemon, but not every contestant got it right. Now, there's an update to the article, and I have the questions here. Except I only have four of the questions. I don't think anyone did the $1,000. Yeah, they didn't, qu- get, they didn't get to the $1,000 one. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do them here for you guys today for 200 points. Wait, let's do this in Jeopardy. Okay. I'll take uh, Pokemon for 200, Steve. Okay. Pikachu, the most iconic Pokemon character, has shown up as a 50-inch balloon in this U- this annual U.S. parade. Beep, 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 beep. I got it. Uh, Will? Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Isn't that wrong? Because aren't you supposed to say what is? Yes. <laughs> oh, what is Macy's <laughs> Thanksgiving Day I, Parade? it goes to me. It goes to me. I get the points. What is Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? <laughs> All right, Greg, at two, 200 points. All right, keep tracking, uh-huh. keep tracking your car or on your treadmill, however you're listening to the show. I'll take uh, Pokemon for 400. Perfect. In the franchise's 20th anniversary year in 2016, this in... The real world version was released. Quote, gotta catch them all. Beep, 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 beep. Will? What is Pokemon Go? That is correct. (laughs) I have 400 points to Greg's 200 points. That's true. All right. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, Will, it's, it's your board. What would you like? I'll take Pokemon for 600, please. Sure. The process of a Pokemon... Turning into another is known beep, as... Beep, 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 You can't beep before the question is yes, over. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You cannot. Of There's course a, you can. I don't know the no, rules of cannot. Jeopardy. I'll, I'll allow this. It is. They are locked <laughs> until it is finished. Is it? Until he is finished reading. It is. Because that's one of the skills is waiting to see when... Like, it's hitting the button as fast as when he finishes. Because you're locked out. And if you hit it before, it... It times you out for X amount of seconds. Oh. Like there's a whole thing about how Jeopardy contestants, how the buzzing is the most important part. Interesting. Jeez. Yeah, it's a huge thing. I know way too many uh, game show people. The process like- of a Pokemon turning into another is known as this, like plants and animals adapting or changing over long periods. Beep, 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 beep. Greg? What is evolution? You're at 800 points now? Yeah. All right. This is the this is the tiebreaker here. I'll take uh, Pokemon for eight hundred. Like a person who prepares horses for racing, it's someone who captures Pokemon and readies and directs them in battles. Do do do. I think that was Will. <laughs> what is a trainer? There you go. 800 points. It seems that Will is our Jeopardy champion. <laughs> I got 1,200 to Greg's 800. They are not, They. I mean, they are not hard questions. And they're barely Pokemon questions. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of annual U.S. parades that have giant balloons. They could have, I felt like a better question would have been like, what Pokemon game was released in 2011 or something like that. 
instead of like None what of those what real world game released in like that is well, such an we don't we don't know what the thousand dollar question was yeah, it was probably true. like it was probably like been like mewtwo or what something. what is pikachu's <laughs> what is, evolution or something like that <laughs> which pokemon has too many mega and gigantamax evolutions what is meow well, that's charizard <laughs> yeah what is charizard meowth needs more well, I, actually, the first question, like, I know a lot of people, because probably because of Green Day, would say Macy's Day Parade. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Macy's, Day Parade. Yeah. Oh, this was some out of nowhere news here. Uh, this is our, our big news for the week, although there's not much to talk about. This is off Pokemon.com, December 12th. Pokemon Twilight Wings, a Galar region short animated series coming soon. Experience an all-new Pokemon adventure in the seven-episode animated series debuting in January 2020. Pokemon fans who have been exploring the Galar region will soon be able to experience it in a vibrant new way with the release of Pokemon Twilight Wings, a seven-episode limited animated series. Pokemon Twilight Wings, which is separate from Pokemon the series, gotta make sure your branding's on point here. Yep. Is set in the Galar region, where Pokemon battles have developed into a cultural sensation. Over the span of seven episodes, Pokemon Twilight Wings will show the detail, show in detail the dream of Galar's residents, the realities they face, the challenges they overcome, and the conflicts they must resolve. In addition to these new stories, fans can expect to see a variety of Pokemon originally discovered in the Galar region appearing throughout the throughout the Capsule series. Is that a term, Capsule series? It might as well be. It's kind of yeah. like we used to. What did we used to have in the eighties? That was like the big thing. It was uh, mini series. Mini series. So yes, it's, just like it's a, a mini series. Saying that each episode will be about five minutes in length. Some quick math for you guys. It's about yep. thirty-five minutes altogether. Animation will be provided by Studio Ghibli, Studio oh. Colorido, which is known for its warm and welcoming visual designs and dynamic photography, f- photographic techniques. Uh, seen in the film Penguin Highway. Oh, that great film that I must have <laughs> forgotten to go see. The po- the world of Pokemon is evolving as trainers explore Galar, and with this new era being brought to life uh, in the form of an anime seri- series created by one of the leading animation studios in Japan. The first episode will premiere on January 15th. Also, fun fact, all the current promoted raids end on January 15th. So I'm assuming there was like one other thing that's also supposed to happen on January 15th, Pokemon-wise, and I can't remember what it is. January 15th, I would expect maybe maybe no Pokemon news, maybe just these things happen, but I expect maybe a Pokemon announcement, maybe a release date for home at that point, or an update on Pokemon Sleep. Maybe it's just a real weird coincidence they're doing a rotation of raids and this anime debuts on this day. Uh, which of you two is getting Pokemon Sleep? I'm getting. I'm. I don't see why I wouldn't. I'm, I want that control. I want that little controller too. I'm contemplating it. I guess. I don't know. Are you not interested in sleep tracking things, Will? I. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, do you not know. sleep? Not too well. Mm. You don't want to mess up those sweet, sweet sheets. I mean, sleeping on them is not messing them up. You, you're not supposed to be moving a rep about when you sleep, so that's not an issue. And and half of the joy of bed making is having a bed to make. If it's always made, then you never get to make it. See? The True. philosophy and the logic there? 
I see something. According to Rotten Tomatoes, Penguin Highway has 100% of 23 reviews. Oh. Audience gave it a 71%. Google users have 93% liked this movie. It is a two-hour movie. came out in 2018. There's definitely a penguin on the cover of the art, the movie poster. <laughs> I was going to say, like, album cover, but that wasn't the right word. Yeah, but we maybe got there. I don't know what that was. Little known fact that penguin is my favorite real-world animal. Well, maybe you Ooh, should watch one of mine too. Penguin Highway. Mm. But that's I'd... not real world, that's animation. The question now is, they've done this before. Okay. They did Pokemon Organs. Correct. Yes. We watched most of that and then never finished. No, 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 that was Generations. That, that was also. Generations. I watched all of those. So Pokemon Organs was the four-part episode with red and blue, or, or was he called green? I don't remember. And that followed Red trying to catch all the Pokemon, and they had the Cubone storyline, and they had the Giovanni thing, and then they had the battle with Red and Blue, and then he goes and catches Mewtwo, and then he's missing Mew, and that was that. And people loved that, and a lot of older Pokemon fans wanted more of that, and it did what it did. I'm not like... I I don't know actually if that like the money they paid the studio to animate and do that resulted in them getting all their money back because they did it was free and they did sell it in iTunes for like I don't know 3.99 an episode or whatever but for the most part you could have watched it free Yeah they did it for the exposure Yeah yeah cuz Pokemon needs exposure <laughs> It does I I know at least Two people have never heard of Pokemon. As cool as it is, I I don't under I guess I don't understand the marketing of that. Yeah. I mean I mean I probably what you'll find is that the company makes enough money at this point that they're like, well, now we can just do art projects for the sake of art. Pokemon art. And then they do it. We have a budget we need to spend. <laughs> so Pokemon Origins was four episodes. Each episode was exactly 22 minutes and 30 seconds long, so that was about an hour and 20. Like, I guess that could have been a Pokemon movie, but also it felt like they really didn't accomplish anything in that. <laughs> like, the first episode is, like, Brock, and the second episode's Cubone, third episode's Giovanni, fourth episode is... Well, it was a more graphic telling, and more like the manga of the origin story of Pokemon. And then there was Pokemon Generations, which we never finished watching, which we didn't we we were we talked about a lot of episodes on the show. And Pokemon Generations was 19 18 episodes, and each episode was just shy of 5 minutes. One of the episodes was also Red Battling Blue. I think that was episode 3. Episode 4 was the uh Shiny Gyarados, Like a Rage with Lance. Episode 5 had Silver's story. Episode 6 was, what's his name, Suicune guy? Ice Q. Yeah, Ice Q. 
<laughs> number seven was Groudon. Number eight was Kyogre. Number nine was the space thing with uh, Deoxys. Yeah, off into space. Number 10 was the old chateau. Number 11 was the Cyrus stuff. Yep. Number 12 was Flynn and Heat Ran, I guess, because people cared about that. Hey, Flynn's a major character. I expect him to be in Pokemon Masters when they're really desperate. 13 was the Uprising featuring Iris and the other gym leaders. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a real good one. Uh, I think that's where I stopped watching. I should finish these. Uh, episode 14 was The Frozen World with Colrus. 15 yeah, good. was King Returns. That's N. 16, The Beauty Internal with Lysander. 17 was yeah. The Investigation with, uh, what's his name, Looker. And 18 was The Redemption, which I don't remember that at all. Oh, that was the, we never got that. That far. was the A Z thing. Yep. Um. So view wise, so always, I've I've learned this with podcast. I've learned this with podcasts, especially with series. Your first episode, I'm sure Greg knows this also from doing a D and D show. Yep. Your first episode will have the most views. <laughs> yep. Your last episode won't have the least amount of views. That usually goes to the middle. <laughs> Uh, but the last episode won't nearly has that many views slash listens as the first episode. Episode one of Generations had 3.7 million views on YouTube. I'll just jump to the middle. No one cares about Heat Ran. Oddly enough, that episode has almost 5 million views. <laughs> wow. See, everybody oh, cares about Heat Ran. Yeah. There goes your Every, whole Everybody's thing. favorite lava cockroach. Maybe. Uh, the Iris oh, episode I think of it as a cockroach. has 5.5 5 million, and the final episode has 3.8 million. The Lake of Rage episode, they definitely know their audience, or maybe this just stands with a lot of people, 16 million views. Wow. Everybody wants to see that Red Gyarados. The Silver episode had 7 million views. Maybe this is why they do it. The Battle Against Blue, which is the episode right before the Lake of Rage, 15 million views. Yeah, there you go. People were looking at the topic, not this at the actual insane. series. This is insane. The second episode of this series, the one right before Blue, 1.5 million views. How does a series go from 1.5 to 15 million to 14 million, back down to 7 million in in a matter of episodes. That's unreal. No, because you're thinking of it as a series where there's a story that continues from one episode to the next, which is not what this one was. Correct. This is correct. This is a jump in, drop in. Yeah, it's like the Twilight Zone, and it's like there were some episodes of the Twilight Zone where we're all like, everybody knows the one where the bomb goes off, and the guy was in the basement of the bank, so he gets (laughs) to live, and he gets all the books, but then his glasses break, and for some reason, there's no other glasses stores in the entire world where he might be able to pick up another pair of glasses. He had a unique prescription. Sure. Um, So people, especially in the age of the internet, were like, they saw one of these episodes that they really liked, and they shared that with other people who also then watched, because they're like, oh, I remember the battle between red and blue, and then there are like other episodes, and then that people didn't share as much, and that's really what's driving your viewership right there. Right. Well, we know it's definitely not the, it's not the title. 
because all the titles are the same. Pokemon Generations Episode 8, 9, 10. It's not the thumbnail. You know, none of these thumbnails are super clickbaity. I would argue that the Gyarados thumbnails... Are there arrows in that? <laughs> There's no arrows. There's no facial expressions. I would argue that the Gyarados thumbnail is pretty weak. Uh, it's just a Dragonite looking at a Gyarados, and the Gyarados is kind of hard to see. There's There's no dramatic facial expressions. But even though these episodes are five minutes, obviously a lot of animation work had to go in to yep. tell the story and to, you know... Well, there's a lot of cutting and pacing. So it couldn't have been cheap to do this. I, I think for probably what they put into it and what they got out of it, they got what they needed out of it. They and these, got, these were not monetized. These so were not right. monetized, correct. So they got, they got their name out there. They got people thinking about the animation out there again. They got thinking... People thinking about the games again. Like, there's a lot of just word of mouth. Just we're doing something different with the brand. We're expanding out. We're touching on different things that don't necessarily have, like, to the average consumer, I think, well, how do they make money off of this? And it's not so much that they're trying to make money off of it, but they're trying to either expand what people think about what they can do or expand how they are viewed. So that people just have a more expansive view of what Pokemon can be. So, like, everybody assumes that a the only anime that they can do is Ash anime, because they did that for, for years. Well, they've done a bunch of different web series that show, no, we are willing to tell other stories. And it's just a way to say, hey, don't expect it always to be this, or you know, we will drop in surprises. It just opens up what people can think of when they think of Pokemon anime. Without having to have a return on money. That expanded idea of what Pokemon animation is, is what the return is. I, I'm very curious, the Galar stuff. Mostly for me, I'm just curious to see the new Pokemon in in a more fluid animation that isn't the video game animation. Yep. And maybe we'll finally hear how to properly say Snom slash Snome. Maybe. Possibly. All right, question of the week. If you have sent an email in, our response time is pretty bleak. But if you're a member of our Slack, you can ask the question of the week. That's a New Year's song. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A for effort. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are wasting my gifts. Is what it that was is. lovely. It was lovely. So, what's our question? I think I think we can fit in two questions here. Probably this one's from Catherine. Since we just had the uh, game of the year awards, what is everyone's game of the year? And you cannot pick Pokemon. I didn't play a lot, but I would. I will say, hands down, the best experience I've had was Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers for Final Fantasy XIV was some of the best storyline I've had in any game um, and blew my expectations out of the water as to what you can do in an MMO. So although I don't have like a, an extensive library of things I played, I still think I think of all games I've played of throughout my life, like Shadowbringers is easily in the top 10 now. It was that good. Uh, I'll give you three guesses. Katamari Damacy. <laughs> On Switch. 
You got it in one guess. Congratulations. Except that... It's re-roll? Is that what it's called? It is Katamari Damacy re-roll, but yeah. uh, that actually came out in 2018. Oh, dang. December Wait. 2018. Was there a new Katamari this year? I don't think there was. No. And I was hoping that I could count that as this year because I honestly don't think I've played any other games is there a new vanguard uh card game that just came out on mobile i there there's actually a game for the switch for vanguard that i do not have because <sighs> reasons <Okay>. um also <laughs> the fact that it's only available in japanese and not in english oh. um boy i guess Yes, 2019's been full of disappointment. I did play a lot of uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate still. <laughs> Not a 2019 <laughs> game, though. Well, didn't Monster Hunter Ice World come out? Iceborne. Iceborne. Yeah. Oh, I've killed i've I've done like three monsters in that entire game, and I'm done with it. I'm <laughs> not a fan. Ugh. What else came out in 2000? I guess I don't have a game of two. It's, it's just been uh, no good games 2019. All right. I'll say Death Stranding, because since I didn't get to play it, it must be fantastic. (laughs) There you go. That makes sense. Sure. Probably the thing that I was just purely overjoyed playing the entire time from start to finish uh, would probably be Untitled Goose Game. Uh, That game's really good, and it's short, and it's sweet, and uh, it's for me, it was very memorable, and I really enjoyed playing it. So that would probably be my game of the year. Nice. I just realized the game that I play the most and I pretty much play every single day, almost every single day. Pokemon Shuffle. Gardenscapes. <laughs> Gardenscapes Ooh. on my iPhone. It's what? an awful match three game and yet I sit there and what? play it and build my garden and there you go. I feel like sometimes I just don't know you. I like Gardens. match three games. Yeah, but gardenscapes. Well, because then you you earn the the points to build your garden. All right. Question two. Question two is from Andrew. In the Pokemon world, some trainers give their Pokemon human names. The, okay. The way that po- people in real life often name their pets. In your opinion, what are some of the best and worst examples of this? Either NPCs or other players' Pokemon, which you have seen. This is a real world. Known issue for me. I hate when people name their pets human names. Like a dog like named people, Steve? Like a dog named Todd. Like, n- no. It and <laughs> it just bothers me to no end. I can't handle it. I have some, uh, I have some of the nicknames from Sword and Shield here. Okay. Go for it. Oh, wait, before we start, do you guys nickname your Pokemon? I do. I well, I nickname ones that I'm gonna have on my team. Like if they're gonna stay on my team, or I'm breeding them and I'm gonna use them on my team, then yes, I name them. So I, in the past, I would nickname every single Pokemon I caught. Okay. Um, and I typically will have a theme for what I use. So like when I was doing, uh, Ultra Sword, <laughs> Ultra Sword. Ultra Sword is <laughs> not out yet. 
Ultra Sun and Moon, I used Hawaiian words for the names of all my Pokemon mm. that I caught. And in the past, um, when I would play Pokemon while watching TV, it's just like whatever was on the TV in front of me when I caught the Pokemon, that's what I named the Pokemon. <laughs> so, that's MacGyver. Really, uh, it's usually ads. So oh, it's like with murder. Swiffer or, you know, Lysol or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> how do you watch ads? I have not seen a commercial in I don't know how long. Well, I'm talking a long time oh, back ago. back in the day. Games. Back in the day. <laughs> Days. Yes. Mm. Um, and this time around, I'm not nicknaming all the Pokemon. I actually stopped doing that with Let's Go. Um, but my theme this time around is I name all of my Pokemon Portuguese words. Ooh. So that's been fun. All right, so in Motostoke, you can trade a Bunnel B for a Squovit, however Will says it. Squovit. And it's called, so the NPC, these are always the NPC's Pokemon names. It's called. Oh, so we're talking about the NPC trade names. Yes. Because there have been some, like, Ducks is. Yeah, Ducks is. Ducks is one of the best ones. Ducks is very memorable. Well, the, the, the questioner said either NPCs or real world people you've come across. And I, I've got an answer for that. I okay. would I I don't know if these are translations from like the Japanese names or if the whoever is working in the Seattle office for Pokemon <laughs> Company like they have to translate and make up their own names. Whoever does it, possibly pretty good. Uh, but the Squovit is named Cheekers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you in Turf Field, you can trade a Galarian Meowth for a regular Meowth, and that Meowth is named Cash. I do like Cash as the name, but. But the one I will say, the one that's coming up is my favorite one of the of the trades in Sword and Shield. In Hullberry, you can trade a Mincino for a Cottony, and it's called Candy Floss. <laughs> it's pretty good. In a Hammerlock, you can trade a Toxel for a Togepi named Snips. Not a hundred percent sure that's I get that not. reference. I don't really either. I don't know why it's Snips. Yeah, that is kind of strange. In, right in Stow Inside, you can trade a Maractus for a hat or a hat hatena, uh, and that hatena is named Fringe. And then on Stow Inside, this is depending on what version you have. You can trade a Maractus for an Impidimp, and that Impidimp's name is Peepers, which is pretty nope. good. Peepers is not good, but Fringe. I mean, Fringe is. I like Peepers also a lot. Not great. Peepers is okay, but Fringe is like. Oh, it has bangs. Uh, but and does it? The, it's under the yeah. hat. Well, the bangs are coming out. I never noticed that. How how do you say this town? Balloon Leah? That's as good as you're going to get. I, I think it's Balloon Lee. Balloon yeah, Lee? That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. You trade a Galarian Yamask for a regular Yamask, and the name is Masky. The worst. In again, these are version exclusives. But in Sir Chester, Sir, Sir Chester, you can trade a Vanillish for a throw. The throw is called Red Dos. Dumb. And in Red Dos, like Spanish yeah. for two, red because its color is red. And then okay. you can trade a Vanillish for a sock, and it's named Blue Bop. Which also, they're both bad. In Spike Month, you can trade an Obstagoon for a Mr. Mime. The Mr. Mime is named Mimo. Did you just call it Spike Month? Spike Month. Spike Month. What did I say? I don't know. I thought you said Mooth. 
I'm like, what? I don't remember what I said. In Winden, <laughs> you can trade a Frost Moth for a Duraludon, and it is called lin- Linear. Liner? Lin- linear? Linear. linear. No, none of those are good. They're all bad. The only good one is... Cash and Peepers are the standouts ca- there. Cash and Candy Floss. Okay, so Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you could get a Halucha called Cha. You get a Noibat called Noi Noi. That's pretty good. Barboach called Babo. Arbok called Arbo. Phantom Trevenant called Tr- Tump Trump. No, Tump Tump. That's also pretty good. Shellos called Soul. And Tauros called Professor. And that's the best one. I think so. So what? what is the worst <laughs> name that you've seen? That okay, if I mean choose NPC or if you've seen one in the real world, um, I hate Pokemon I, named after other Pokemon. That's probably I the worst that. defender for me. I thought that was cheating. I mean, it's cheating in official it, VGCs, in but I VGCs. just don't like the idea of I naming rated, a Pokemon another Pokemon. I rated with somebody whose Pokemon name was Booty Slap. That and sounds inappropriate. I blocked them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, I don't need this. My friend, your friend, Chris. Oh, no. Who will be coming to visit us in Minneapolis at some point. Oh, what? He's been here Please. numerous times. I cannot say the names that he has given to his two Pokemon, which are possibly the most offensive names that you can get in there and still get past the whole offensive checker um but he named his c dot and his mudbray and i just i can't say it and i, I know I, oh it's a family bad. friendly just, show bad yes exactly bad, bad bad i did not know that in x and y the far-fetched trade is named quacklin that's pretty that's good. pretty good yeah, it is. that's pretty good yeah quacklin is good i forgot quacklin i still like ducks better but i forgot that it was called quacklin also the b sharp is called pierce that's pretty good. Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week. So our previous Pokemon of the Week that was a, a long poem. Time ago. It was the different Greek philosoph- philosophical types of love that you could have. And then I went through about how I had found a particular Pokemon, but I had fallen out of love and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go deep into this, but if you guys all had a chance to read, review, analyze, take it to your English professor, the poem, what did you get from it? It's... Grimmsnarl? I wrote down Grimmsnarl. Probably I world. Well, you're both... I also wrote down Morgrim, but I don't remember which one I decided on. So uh, It is Morgrim because... Okay. Um, it's, uh, I did mention in there, uh, that, um, I saw that it would evolve into, so, uh, but obviously not the final evolution, but yes, Morgrim, huge disappointment. Uh, really? I like Morgrim I like lot. that whole line. <sighs> I do, do not. Do you not see, like, the, the hair that, like, angel. moves on its own in Grimmsnarl? I haven't gotten to Grimmsnarl yet. Okay. So, No. Well, you saw one. Yeah, but I was like, it was in a in max raid, so it's like I'm in front of it. I can't see what's going on behind it. With okay, the hair part sure, sure. Yeah. Like that. 
is there any trivia about Margrim at this point in time, or are we way too early in the? Uh, yeah, there is actually. It's probably the only fairy dark or whatever. I'm assuming. Yep. No, Pokemon has the same type. Uh, it shares the its category with Purloin. They're both known as the de- devious Pokemon. Margrim, Hatrim, and their evolutionary relatives are considered counterparts. Which the Morgrim and its evolutionary relatives are the only Pokemon that are in the fairy and human-like egg groups. Uh, Morgrim's name implies that it's based on gremlins. Would you say that that can only be male? Yep, which I hate so much. It's oh, so dumb. interesting. And then Hatrim can only be female. Yeah, yeah, I ha- I hate that so much. I hate I hate gender lock. Why? Because it's dumb. Nah, it some is. Pokemon can be non-gender too, like Magnemite. Yeah, but. like, non-gender is fine, but, like, only these can be boys. This is dumb. Yeah, but they can still breed? <laughs> Not, yeah. Mm. Uh, and the Morgrim may be a combination of Morbid or Morg and Gremlin. It also may come from Grem, which is an old English, uh, uh, old English and old German way word for to anger or to enrage. Also may come from Morgan Le Fay, although I feel that is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. And in German, which is my favorite one, it's Pelzebub, which is from Pels and Beelzebub, which is <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's real good. They should have gone with Krampus, but oh well. Well, that's... Yeah. Save that for the holiday that's update. Gonna happen. <laughs> Too late yep. now. Too late now. Well, that's going to be its, like... G well, it already has a G Max form. Ugh. All of it. Which huge, I really want. Huge disappointment. Cancel the whole thing. I just mm-mm. Are you ready for this week's Pokemon of the Week? I am. I'm ready. Well, I, I did have someone once again, Chris. I spent too much time with him in Philadelphia, so he's influenced he, me too much. Bad influence. Bad, bad. Absolutely. Bad. But he mentioned he prefers when the Pokemon of the Week is a story. So uh. We have a st- we every have single week, Greg. I get the groan. You got some <laughs> some week. You got to be happy about it. I like it when it's super easy. This will be super easy for you. Oh, okay. My favorite materials to use when yarn crafting can be ranked in the following order: number one, cashmere; number two, alpaca; number three, silk blends; number four, wool; number five, cotton; six, anything else; and in last place. <laughs> And in last place, acrylic. This week's Pokemon cannot produce cashmere as it is not a goat. It cannot produce alpaca as it is not an alpaca. It cannot produce silk as it is not a worm. It cannot produce cotton as it is not a plant. It certainly cannot be used to produce acrylic, which I am pretty certain is derived from petrochemicals. The prior evolution and this week's Pokemon share the same three potential abilities. One of these abilities it shares with another normal type of Pokemon. The ability calls to mind what people today call plushies and people of my generation called stuffed animals. Another of these abilities is shared with Galarin Farfetch'd and Surfetch'd. The third ability, which I suspect can only be obtained if you catch this Pokemon in a max raid battle, impacts any ball and bomb type moves, preventing the Pokemon from taking any damage. I was surprised to learn that Acid Spray is a ball and bomb type move. It is because 
In Japanese, the move is known as acid bomb. Oh, I didn't know that. Some may say this week's Pokemon is intended to reflect a particular creature I first heard of at the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival. There are many enthusiasts of this breed in the U.S. and much lore about restoring their flocks. You may find that they are raised at the Poplar Spring Farm in Brookville, Maryland. I was only able to find one breeder of this flock in all of Minnesota. So there's your Pokemon of the Week. That is our show. Uh, We'll be back next week, the episode before Christmas. Uh, I don't know when we're going to record. The the next week's going to be weird because I'm traveling for holiday stuff, but uh, uh, you will still get your Monday episode, of course. We'll just have to figure it out. I think Will already said that they have plans. I'm on vacation, so whatever. We'll We'll get you an episode Monday next week, no matter what. Normal episode and stuff. A couple things real quick. Uh, I said this last week. I'll make it real short. If you're interested in G Fuel, my G Fuel code is 30% off until December 26th. If you're interested, Greg loves cotton candy, blue chug rug, uh, phaseberry. That's not true. I think Greg's only tried watermelon. I've only tried watermelon. Watermelon's my favorite flavor of most things. You were supposed to send me a sample pack, and you never Oh, I'll did. bring you some this weekend. Okay. Uh, I have a bunch of samples that they sent me, and I already have tubs of them, so I don't need the samples. I'll bring you some. Um, so that's, uh, that'll be in the podcast notes. If you're interested in G Fuel, if you have questions about it, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I like it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. Second thing is our Reddit is almost to 1,000 users, and we're having a weekly Friday post and weekly Monday post. Friday post of, like, what are you going to do for the weekend? Monday post. I stole this from Slack, but they have a they do something in Slack where they post what their Adventure Sync update was. They walked 50K, 100K, 1K, which is usually me because I don't leave my house. So trying to get... Uh, trying to use Reddit for people who don't can't keep up with like IRC stuff because obviously Slack and Discord and stuff like that moves very quickly. And sometimes when you're out for the day and you check in, you go, "This is very overwhelming. Uh, I'm just not going to mm-hmm. read anything." So maybe the Reddit fills a middle ground for that. Um, in regards to that, uh, Reddit.com/r/slash/super-effective. That'll also be in the show notes, of course. Um, and that's it. That's our episode. Thank you to everyone who reviewed us on Apple Podcast. I think we are well over 1,200 reviews. So thank you. I think three new reviews came in this past week. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow Greg on Twitter, it is at White Wing. Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. I'm on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. Our Switch giveaway is still going. When you hear this episode, there will be just a couple days left. On that Switch giveaway, again, that is also in the podcast show notes. Uh, otherwise, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Pokemon Podcast. And if you need something to do on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, if you don't have any family or friends to hang out with, I will be streaming on Twitch. So if you just want some company on Christmas, sometimes Christmas can get a little lonely if you're by yourself or if you're traveling or if you're stuck in a hotel or in an airport. I'm sure that has happened to at least one of our listeners. Uh, I will be on Twitch hanging out because I'm doing Christmas this weekend. Christmas, I will be available if you want to play Pokemon and do some raids and hang out. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of the show. We will see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super shiny Stantler.
not interested. Mmm, it's that ugly lime, so yeah. Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. A special shout out to our producers of the show. Kevin, Cygnus, Patrick, Noah, Jetsy, Jeffrey, Matthew, Alex, and Catherine. And a super special shout out for our executive producers, Pancakes and Anthony. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. If you did again, this is slightly updated and new, so uh, congrats to you. If you want to find out more about Patreon, you can ever head over to isc.cash to learn more. I've repeated myself twice. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.